Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Filling in for Billy R. on this summer Monday. Yes, you got me. Yeah, Joseph Anthony Aloysius McDonald Jr., a.k.a. Jody Mack, a.k.a. COVID Recoverer. For those of you who uh, catch me on the weekends here on CBS Sports Radio, you know I brought it up a couple of times. Yours truly actually fought my way through COVID uh, last week. Uh, Had never had COVID. Had never even tested positive. Well, there was a reason why I'd never tested positive. Because I'd never tested. Yours truly lives a sheltered life these days. Uh, but uh, I'd never felt bad the entire COVID seasons, years that we've now had here in this great country of ours. But my wife picked it up, and we stayed separated for five days. And she was on day five. I thought I'd beat the rap. No such luck. Uh, started feeling bad. Had to take my first test ever. So I'm batting a thousand. Uh, let that. Let's get that on the record. You're truly one thousand percent COVID tests in my life. I'd never taken a test. Uh, yeah, uh, but feeling much better. Got some uh, medication for my doctor in me. And the last couple of days, I've been damn close to perfectly fine. And I am near one hundred percent. I don't know if. Uh, uh, At my age, can you be 100% anymore? I'm not sure about that. Uh, But I feel plenty good enough to uh, be able to hold down the fort for the two-hour confab today, filling in for Bill Ryder here on uh, CBS Sports Radio. Should be a fun one today because we've got a nice mix of both a busy sports weekend to look back and review and a busy sports week coming up that we will preview many a thing for you over the next two hours. Jody Mac coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance your current one, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. Rocket can. Uh, we do the review first, and then we've got plenty to sink our teeth into as far as what's uh, upcoming in the world of sports this week. Um, I was up at about 9.20 on Sunday morning. I was on the air here till 2 a.m. on CBS Sports Radio and then needed to get up at a reasonable hour because I knew the leaders were teeing off at the 150th uh, Open at the old course at St. Andrews. Um, I recorded the first two hours because coverage started at 7 a.m., which, oh, by the way, what's better than that? When you've got live sporting action with your coffee in your morning. Roll out of bed, put on the TV, and you've already got key live sports action. That's one of the reasons why I love the Open, because, yeah, it starts five hours earlier across the pond for us here on the East Coast. I feel badly for those of you on the West Coast, and thank you very much for tuning in, but I don't know that you guys... Actually, I guess on Thursday and Friday, they start so early, like before 3 a.m., uh, that if you're on the West Coast, you, you can actually watch a little before you go to bed 
on Thursday and Friday, a little uh, first guys off the tee action weekend. They've cut down the field. So 9 a.m. was the off time for the two leaders, uh, Victor Hovland and uh, Rory McIlroy. So I got up right around 9, had recorded the first couple hours just in case something major had happened. I could check it out and find out exactly where I had to pick it up. Uh, by the time I got up, no one had made a major move up the board. So I said, all right, I don't even have it. I haven't uh, deleted it yet. i got to go back and erase it because I didn't watch any of it. I just put it on this that, that, that yesterday morning and jumped right in with Hovland and McElroy. And both got off to solid starts. No birdies. First four holes, all pars. No move at the top of the leaderboard. Rory got the first bird at number five. Hovland took a bogey, so it became a two-stroke lead. And if you do listen to me on the weekends here on CBS Sports Radio and or the previous weekend, you know Maury McElroy was my pick. He was the favorite. He was the betting favorite. Wherever you do your sports wagering these days, most of them, almost to an entire every site, had Maury McElroy as the choice. It was either 9 or 10 to 1, somewhere in that general vicinity. I got 10 to 1 on, on my spot, uh, Bet Parks um, website. Uh, and I like 10 to 1. I was good with 10 to 1. I, I put a couple of shekels down at 10 to 1 on Rory McElroy. And when he got up by two strokes midway through the front nine, I was feeling pretty good. I was feeling pretty comfortable. And Rory McElroy, although he did not win, did not choke. We've seen enough majors where you can look at one of the two individuals and go, all right, he appled up. He he succumbed to the pressure. He did not play to the level that was expected of him. I would not say that about Rory McIlroy yesterday. He didn't choke by any stretch of the imagination. He missed some makeable putts. They were not gimmies. They were difficult putts. But putts that Rory McIlroy had made for the first three rounds of the tournament, and that's how he had gotten himself to uh, not necessarily lead because Hovland had been that great as well, but as uh, ho- uh, big a number as he had put up. He had played dynamite golf the first three days and made big putts. Those putts didn't go in yesterday. They were close, and they led themselves to tap in pars thereafter, but he just did not make the birdie putts uh, that he had made previously, and then here comes Cam Smith. Uh, birdied a couple of holes on the front to uh, get ahead of his cam playing partner, Mr. Young. But he hit hole number 10, the back nine, and started a string of five consecutive birdies that I'm a bit of a golf geek. I played when I was younger. Never any good. I'm your basic 95 to 100 golfer. I'm a hacker extraordinaire, but I really did enjoy playing the game. I haven't played in a solid 15, 20 years now, but I still love the game as much as I always have, and I love watching it, and I love researching it, and I love sinking my teeth into it. I've been watching it for 40-plus years. I would say I started watching golf. Uh, As a youngster, more hoops, football, baseball, hockey, um, didn't start really delving into golf. I remember watching Jack Nicholas and Arnie Palmer as a kid, uh, they were dominating the tour when I was very young. Um, but did I follow it religiously the way I do now and go back and, and do analysis work on it? No, I didn't. And that was probably closer to my 20s. 
you start following baseball, basketball, football when you're a wee lad, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. If you're a diehard sports fan, I didn't get into golf till a good ten years after that, but I have been for the last forty years, and I cannot recall ever seeing someone go on as good a streak as Cam Smith did on the start of the back nine yesterday at uh, St. Andrews. We've had guys play five holes in five under par before, but that's included at least one, if not two, eagles. To go birdie, 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 birdie under the supremacy of, of uh, pressures and conditions, that's just unheard of. Uh, and that was a phenomenal, phenomenal performance by Cam Smith. So it was more Cam Smith grabbing the open by the throat and strangling the victory than it was Rory McIlroy uh, coming up a little short. Um, I saw this uh, stat that this is the first time in the history of golf that all four majors were captured by four different players and all four players are 30 years of age or younger. Had never happened before in the history of the majors, which we know that at least the Open started 150 years ago. So we're talking about a long period of time. Maybe we've got a new generation of golfers ready to take over. But what exactly are they taking over? Are they taking over the PGA? Are they taking over the Live? Oh, we've got plenty to uh, break down as far as golf goes. Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel, uh, both writer for GolfChannel.com and on-air commentator, will join us uh, top of hour number two, and I'll get his take on it. But congrats to Cam Smith. One debate I did have, and if you guys want to uh, chime in, I got any good golf guys listening today who want to hop on our telephone lines. You should know by now CBS Sports Radio toll-free line is, as it always is, 855-212-4227. I had Matt Adams, my buddy from the Golf Channel, um, who was on with me yesterday. Matt was actually on the course with Cam Smith and Cam Young yesterday. That was, he was part of the radio broadcast on Open Radio World Feed, and they told him ahead of time, listen, Matt, we'll probably come to you like every three or four holes. We're not going to touch base with you every hole. It looks like it's going to be the top two, and we're going to concentrate on them. We're going to be jumping around to other pairings if anybody makes a move, but eh, bank on us coming to you two or three times over the first nine, two or three times. On the second nine, we'll see where uh, we go by there. Oh, man, did that change as the uh, Open unfolded. Uh, but he was with Cam Smith for all 18 holes yesterday. And I spoke to Matt yesterday uh, afterwards here on CBS Sports Radio. He cut Rory McIlroy. Well, maybe I even shouldn't describe it as cutting him slack. He thinks it's going to have less an effect on Rory McIlroy going forward than I do. Even as I sit here and tell you, Rory McIlroy didn't choke. Rory McIlroy had the lead. This was supposed to be his tournament. This is his home course. Uh, he was more motivated and moved to win this than any other. Not like any of the others were just like, eh, if I win, I win. Uh, don't, I don't. No, no. Uh, they all they all were dying to get a major victory yesterday, but no more so than Rory McIlroy. The fact that he didn't get it, the fact that it was there within his grasp, he had a two-stroke lead yesterday, and he did not get the job done. 
Um, he did not even finish second. He ended up finishing third, which really doesn't make a difference. Second, third, fourth. If you're not first, uh, you're, you're tied for last with everybody else. Um, but I think this one can have a little bit of an effect on Rory McIlroy going forward. Uh, that this was there for the taking, and he didn't get it done. He now is in his 30s. He's not one of the four guys who won a major this year who are younger than the age of 30, and he's still very much in his prime. I'm not saying that look for the drop-off of uh, Rory McIlroy. No, but winning majors is hard enough to begin with, and he let one kind of slip by yesterday. Uh, and we are talking about a significant amount of time between drinks of water for Rory at that major drinking fountain. Uh, have some fun uh, debating that today. If you want to do so, get on my telephone lines, 855-212-4227. One more golf note, and then we'll uh, touch on a couple other things. The weekend for Tiger Woods, and understandably so, the broadcast outlets, NBC, be it uh, USA or Peacock, um, uh, had uh, complete coverage of, of Tiger. Uh, I, I, everybody was rooting for him. Everybody wanted to see him be able to make the cut and compete for the weekend. He had done so previously at uh, other majors this year. He had not been in the mix for competing for a title in any of them, but he had made the cut. This week, not so much. Um, and it just wasn't a Tiger-type weekend. Other uh, tournaments where uh, he's kind of run out of gas, we've uh, speculated it's because up and hill climbs just are more difficult on him as he continues recovering uh, with the leg issues that he's had from the major accident that he was in. He just didn't play well. He didn't play like Tiger Woods in 2022, let alone Tiger Woods from 2000. Uh, It was a little gut-wrenching, I'll I'll certainly say. I'm a Tiger guy. I'm a Tiger fan, and um, the arguments will continue between he and Jack Nicklaus as the greatest of all time. Um, this, This was tough to watch. Tiger just couldn't make anything. He couldn't drive the ball and put the ball where he wanted to. Um, he became an afterthought when the weekend continued on, and we had the great final round that we had yesterday. But it was kind of tough to watch Tiger play, and it's going to be that much harder to uh, envision Tiger at some point being able to get back into the mix and be a competitor. The thing that might be going Tiger's way more than anything else is there are a whole bunch of guys that are making the move to the Live Tour and supposedly the offer for Tiger Woods to join the Live Tour far overshadows every other player a massive amount of money that he turned down in a guaranteed contract. Um, It's going to be interesting to see where we go with Tiger Woods as well. So, uh, yeah, I do want to do some golf today, but we've got plenty of baseball to sink our teeth into. First half done. I know the first half has been over for like two weeks now. If you just uh, purely go by the numbers, 82nd game of the season starts the second half of the year. Yeah, we've got that well in our rearview mirror of all teams. But 
All-Star break kind of denotes the first half of the season. Second one starts later in this week. A couple games on Thursdays. Others will uh, restart on Fridays. Uh, A couple of teams made statements here at the end of the first half. Yankees beat the snot out of the Red Sox two straight days, going double-digit runs on them. Um, The Phillies won three straight down in Miami after losing four games in a row. They've kind of been up and down of late, but they're hanging in as a wild-card team. Houston, despite the fact that Seattle has gotten the biggest winning streak in baseball this year, uh, winning their 14th in a row yesterday, Houston still stays well ahead in their division. The Dodgers continue to put distance between themselves and the Padres. A couple of teams made some pretty big statements here at the tail end of the first half. And one had a move dictated for them. Or did they? Juan Soto, the report came out, was offered $440 million contract extension with the Washington Nationals. And he said, thank you, no. To $440 million. That's a lot of money to turn down. But can he make more than that if he plays out the rest of his contract and hits the free agent market? Yeah, maybe. Not surprising. Scott Boros always likes to get his clients to the free agent market. Will Juan Soto be traded between now and the trade deadline? If the Nationals have resigned themselves to not being able to keep him, do they just want to go year to year for the next two years with arbitration figures, or do they want to say, we really do have to start our rebuild? He will probably bring back as big a haul as any one individual player ever has. Oh, he is the key guy leading up to the trade deadline, which, of course, is August 2nd. Will the Nats trade him, and what kind of package are we looking at? So a little uh, golf and a little baseball to get it going. NFL camps open up today. That's right. The Buffalo Bills and Oakland Raiders, who are playing in the Hall of Fame game, were allowed to open up camps this morning. I don't know if Buffalo's already started, but uh, today is the day NFL camps do open up, only two. Uh, but as the week goes on, that many more will open up as well. So we can start to look ahead to the 2022 NFL season. You tell me. Uh, I'm here filling in for Bill Ryder today. You know, whenever I hop on the air, I like talking to you folks. I want to get your take on what's going down, either what just happened or what's coming up this week in the world of sports. I'll do it filling in for Bill Ryder today at 855-212-4227. Jody Mack, Monday get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. That is the show. 
writer than you, and it will return with its usual captain tomorrow. Billy R. has the Monday off, but he'll be back manana. Jody Mack filling in in his stead. Uh, not a bad day to be on the air because we had a busy sports weekend, and it is a busy sports week coming up, even though we did put the NBA Summer League to bed, which I uh, have continued to state here for those of you who are Bill Ryder fans and say, who's this guy filling in? Maybe you don't catch me on the weekends. I love the Summer League. Man, I watched too much basketball over the last uh, 10 days uh, in games that really don't mean anything other than they're entertaining, other than some teams get to showcase their high first-round draft picks. Uh, The guys that are going to perform in the Summer League are going to have such a minimal effect on the upcoming NBA season. I think it's almost laughable, and I've talked to too many NBA fans over the years who put too much stock into it. Here's what it is. It's fun. It's not a a, a leaping-off spot where you're going to see a guy and say he's going to make the difference for us in the upcoming NBA season. No, unless you're talking about a guy who was drafted uh, in the top of the lottery of this past NBA draft, no, those kind of guys just aren't playing in the summer league. So uh, I try and keep it in its proper perspective. But after an NBA season has ended, we've crowned a champion this year, the Warriors, more power to them. Um, you start to get a little withdrawal. Where's my hoops? You're you're so in hoops mode for so many months, and then all of a sudden it disappears. But you're blinking and it's back, and you got some summer league. Yes, it's non-recognizable names. It doesn't have a major impact on a season, but it's just fun watching hoops, and I had a lot of fun watching the summer league stuff. I got a summer league port or two I will make to you over the uh, next hour and change, filling in for Bill Ryder here on CBS Sports Radio. But more so, we're looking ahead to the second half of the baseball season. Uh, the next two days, the all-star activities in L.A., Yes, I watched the Major League Baseball draft last night, first couple rounds. Um, I was on the air here on CBS Sports Radio, so I couldn't pay strict attention the way I wanted to. But, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Four players in the first 18 picks, including the first two, were sons of former major leaguers. So it's in the DNA in the MLB draft, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, But even more important uh, is the fact that, yes, the second half of the season should be underway by Thursday. Certainly on Friday, the rest of the teams will get going. And it's going to be a good second half of the season because a lot of playoff spots are still very much up for grabs. And this wild card got thrown into the mix over the uh, the previous 20, uh, 24, 48, 72 hours. Could Juan Soto be traded prior to the MLB trade deadline, which is August 2nd this year. We're talking about one of the best players in Major League Baseball today. And if you want to project over the next 5, 10 years, I don't know who you would put ahead of Juan Soto in your belief that they're going to be able to put up numbers for the next decade or so. That's why the Washington Nationals offered him a $15 million, 440 15-year, $440 million contract. The highest contract ever offered to a player. And I had a couple of callers checking me over the weekend. Jody, you're just leading the people astray. The most important thing is average annual value, not what the overall number is. Well, it's both. It's both 
average annual value and the total money. Nobody's ever signed a $440 million contract. This is it, numero uno. But there are players that make more on average annual value, but that's because they signed that contract once they'd reach free agency. Juan Soto's got two more years left to go in arbitration-eligible territory. So he's going to get slightly less per year than a Mike Trout does. So you need to come try and compare apples and apples rather than apples and oranges. But let's just cut to the chase. If Juan Soto gets dealt, you're not only helping your chances for 2022, the acquiring team, but for the next 5, 10, probably the life of a 15-year contract. And I don't think uh, Scott Boris has a problem signing a contract of that length. He signed 13 years with uh, Bryce Harper, so he should be able to do 15 with uh, Juan Soto. But they're holding out for more than 440. What kind of trade is it going to take for a team to have to put together to be able to get their hands on Juan Soto? How does that change the upcoming trade deadline? Uh, for weeks, I had been saying someone is going to blatantly overpay for Andrew Benintendi, the outfielder from the uh, Kansas City Royals, who's hitting over 300, is in the walk year of his contract, and uh, is having a very nice season. He's a solid defensive outfielder. He's an above-average right or left fielder. He's an average center fielder. He plays solid center field, but he's not gold glove type in center field. But he's a very good defensive player. He's a tremendous hitter. Not hitting with a lot of power this year. But as I look at the teams that I think will be looking to upgrade and uh, make moves prior to the trade deadline, uh, starting pitching is always the number one need. Bullpen pieces always move. That's a given, too. But the market that can be different from year to year is the outfield market, and it looks like there are a lot of teams. Maybe it's because the National League finally added DH as part of their mix uh, that uh, the outfield market seems to be more in need than ever before. I thought somebody was going to have to blatantly overpay for Andrew Benintendi, and they probably still will because I'm not of the belief that uh, Soto will be dealt between now and August 2nd. But if you want it to happen, and you're a team out there that's got the kind of young prospects that it's going to take to get a guy like Soto, man, how do you not put an offer out for uh, arguably the most talented young hitter in the entire game of Major League Baseball? Uh, it is wild that he is now potentially on the open market. So I'd uh, love to talk some baseball with you. If you're going to be watching tonight's home run derby, I kind of feel bad for Kyle Schwarber. He was the guy I was going to root for going in, but he got matched up against Albert Pujols. How do you not root for Pujols, a unquestioned first ballot Hall of Famer who is uh, being given participation, a uh, career participation invite to the All-Star Game this year, and also in the home run hitting, because he's one of the greatest home run hitters in the history of the game. you got to root for him, right? But I also want to root for Schwarber, so I'm kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. Uh, so baseball stuff did plenty with the golf, the Open Championship, the Cam Smith in segment number one. Want to get your guys' take on it. I've given you mine. Now I need yours. Uh, phones the rest of this hour, Rex Hoggard writer and on-air commentator for the Golf Channel is going to jump aboard start of hour number two. But I need you guys getting in here with me on the uh, closeout of the first half of the baseball season this upcoming All-Star next couple of days. 
and part due of the 2022 MLB season. One Soto changing hands, could that change the way we're looking at the 2022 baseball season? Hop aboard my phone lines, 855-212-4227. Jody Mackin for Bill Ryder on a Monday here on CBS Sports Radio. Here with the latest CBS Sports update, it's Seth Canner. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. We are back tomorrow here on his show, Writer Than You, on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mackin is stead for the next hour and change. I want to get a feel on what's transpired over the last couple days, maybe a week or so. Certainly over the last few days, the biggest thing that happened was either A, Cam Smith doing what he did on the back nine and capturing the 150th Open at St. Andrews yesterday, or even more so than the way the season finished up, and I guess I would uh, need to apologize to the Seattle Mariners because they've only won 14 games in a row to move into a playoff spot in the American League. Uh, At one point this year, they were... 14 and 21 There's seven games below 500 a month and change into the season. Now they're at 51 and 42 in uh, second place. Still a big difference. Nine games back. The Astros have been that phenomenal as well, but uh, playoff uh, spot for them as a wild card, very much within the grasp of the Seattle Mariners. That's pretty big, but maybe even more so is the fact that we found out Juan Soto could potentially be had that the, Washington Nationals offered him $440 million on a 15-year contract. And he and Scott Boros said, no, we'll pass for now. Wow, that's a lot of money to turn down. More power to him because he's betting on himself. And I never have a problem. Well, I shouldn't say never, but almost never have a problem with a guy betting on himself. I did uh, said the same exact thing uh, this start of the season when the Yankees and Aaron Judge couldn't come to a contract extension agreement. If Aaron Judge is betting on himself, I said, that's a good thing. Well, Aaron Judge has gone out and had an MVP-like first half of the season. So, yes, he is going to take the offer that the Yankees put on the table for him and add to that this offseason, whether it be finally re-signing with the Yankees or going somewhere else. He's going to get those uh, big bucks unless something tragic happens here in the second half. So I applaud uh, Juan Soto. I feel badly for you national fans because not only did you watch – Max Scherzer walk out of town. Not only did you see uh, Bryce Harper go elsewhere, now Juan Soto, who is, for me, the last of the superstar. Oh, I left Anthony Rendon out there, who also left. 
Maybe it's because Rendon has played such mediocre, injury-handicapped baseball for the Angels of Anaheim that I forgot that he was a key contributor to that team winning a World Series just a couple of years ago. Doesn't it seem like a decade ago that the Washington Nationals were the champions of baseball? It wasn't near that long ago. Uh, but if they are forced to trade Juan Soto, well, they wouldn't be forced, but they decide to trade Juan Soto. Man, that's a tough pill to swallow if you're a Washington National fan. But that was a mega story over the weekend and or uh, the fact that uh, Benifer made it official uh, that uh, Jennifer Lopez and, and Ben Affleck apparently tied the knot in Vegas I'm sorry, I'm just not up on my uh, stars as much as I should be, but I did see that on Twitter, uh, that those two got uh, hitched over the weekend. More power to them, uh, two of the most high-profile stars in Hollywood these days. Uh, Those are the the big stories. You tell me which was the biggest one. I've got wide-open phone lines. Bill doesn't take a whole lot of telephone calls. Yours truly does. On the weekends here on CBS Sports Radio, if you catch me Saturday nights, uh, Sunday evenings, you know I like shooting the breeze with you guys. Uh, And my phone lines are just as open when I fill in during the week. So if you want to get aboard at 855-212-4227, know you can do so uh, right now. Um, Which of the big happenings this past weekend in your eyes was the biggest one. Some people may go to the fact that, Jody, it hadn't happened yet. It's going to happen today that the Buffalo Bills and the Oakland, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders, when am I ever going to get that right? Uh, probably a decade into their stay in Sin City. It took me forever to change from the Oakland Raiders to the Los Angeles Raiders. And sure enough, I just got good enough that I never called them Oakland anymore. What'd they do? They move back to Oakland. I don't think that's happening here. I think they're in Vegas to stay. But the Raiders are opening up their training camp today, which, by the way, and we'll get some video of it on the NFL Network, uh, ESPN, CBSSports.com, wherever you do your uh, video research after the fact. They'll have workouts today. Players will show up. They'll go through a drill or two. It's not going to be anything major. One thing that I've found out about the NFL over the last couple of years is, as a league, they all believe, and when I say they all, I mean the 32 teams, that less is more. That the less work you put in, the more you benefit because you're not risking injury. Now, we're supposed to have a heat wave through a major part of the country this week. It's surely going to be the hottest week uh, so far of the year. Um, So, yes, you are going to want to protect your players from heat stroke. That's for damn sure. But even if it was 70 and comfortable where all the teams are going to start participating this week, today, into the rest of the week, oh, they wouldn't be doing work anyway because it has become the standard bearer of the NFL to not put in two-a-days, to not do early hitting, to not try and get yourselves a physical edge on your competition for the upcoming NFL season. No, it has become a league of less is more. And while I do question some NFL teams on how much they are going to prepare for the upcoming season and get physically ready for it, You can't call them on the carpet that much because it's already been collectively bargained. 
that the last time the NFL and the Players Association sat down and came up with a CBA uh, for years going forward, once again, the Players Association did not get the financial consideration that they were looking for. They wanted to add dollars and cents to the overall cap, a slightly higher percentage, and the owners cling to that uh, like it's oxygen. And they never want to increase that. They never want to let any dollars go. So they know in the negotiation there needs to be compromised. Well, what have they given the players to get these CBAs done over uh, the last couple of decades? How about less work? You don't have to have as many practice sessions. You don't have to do as much at those practice sessions. Those practice sessions will be shorter than they've ever been before. Uh, both in season and preseason before it ever gets underway. Uh, so much so that a couple of teams, the Cowboys and the Commanders, were fined during the uh, off season workout period where they either practiced too hard, there was too much physicality, and or they, God forbid, went over by 10 or 15 minutes from the time allotted to get workouts in. Um, both the Cowboys and the Commanders were fined this offseason. So, yeah, this is real. This is not just some perception of Jody McDonald that the NFL is doing less to prep for its upcoming season. Oh, no, it has officially been called back by the rules that you can only put so much time in. So it'll be great this week, the fact that we get the National Football League back. Um, yes, with the uh, NBA tucked away for the offseason now that the summer league is over and done with NFL free agency, a couple of major guys have changed teams, but uh, the offseason in the NHL is one that kind of comes and goes, but it's nice to know that we've got football in the offing and it is just around the corner, but don't expect to see too many highlights uh, that are going to get you more excited about the upcoming offseason. Uh, that's just not happening, even though it's going to get started this week. The actual action is going to be uh, few and far between. All right, uh, the baseball season. Uh, finished up the first half uh, yesterday. We've got the next two nights as All-Star Nights Home Run Derby tonight, which, by the way, I still love the Home Run Derby. Um, I'm a slam dunk guy for the NL, the NBA All-Star Weekend. I have at times critiqued the NBA, but I know there's only so much they can do. There's only so many ways that you can dunk a basketball. And I still watch the slam dunk contest every single year. Well, I give Major League Baseball a lot of credit because they tweaked the home run contest. They knew that, all right, this isn't quite as exciting as it uh, was supposed to be. The guys were taking too many pitches that it was a three-plus-hour unfolding every single year. And they came out and they changed the rules. And they put a clock on it, which absolutely made it more exciting. Uh, so I will be in front of my TV tonight watching the Home Run Derby. Will you? Do you have someone that you're specifically rooting for? Yes, over the weekend I uh, kind of challenged a couple of Yankee big boppers they are the Bronx Bombers, after all, right, uh, to step up and participate, hoping to see both Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, both of which will be in the starting AL outfield on the All-Star Game on Tuesday night. Both decided to take a pass on the home run contest. And again, referencing back to the slam dunk, 
I chided uh, the Michael Jordans of the world. I chided the LeBron James of the world. I chided the Kevin Durant of the world, although Durant's not a really great dunker to begin with. But the superstar players should be the guys who are highlighted in these highlight uh, showcases, and they all decide to pass because they don't want to lose because, God forbid, their brand get compromised in any way, shape, or form, and that very well could be the case if they don't win. Uh, so tip of the cap to the eight that are participating tonight. Shame on those of you who should be participating. Uh, but, yes, I'll be watching the Home Run Derby tonight. Are you? Is this a chance for you to uh, enjoy that much more baseball, not have to worry about your team winning or losing, just tune in and watch guys go yard? Uh, is this something that uh, you look forward to each and every single year, or is it two days for you to just step actually more like three or four days for you to step back and say, all right, I can do something other than watch baseball because I am a diehard fan and I am going to be tuned in on a uh, day-in, day-in, night-in, night-out basis here for the second half. Uh, maybe you take a break during the All-Star game. Not me. Yours truly will be watching both of the next two nights. As far as that second half of the season goes, the Yankees end up half number one. And, again, it's uh, past the 81 game mark. We know that's the case. Yankees have played 92 games at a 64-28 and 28 mark. That's almost 700 baseball. That's a phenomenal first half for the Yankees. They're 13 games ahead of the Rays. Uh, they've got a solid couple-game lead over the Astros for the best record in the American League. What do you think the Bronx Bombers are going to do as we head up to the trade deadline? Do they subscribe to the if-it-ain't-broke-don't-fix-it uh, way of looking at things? Or... Does Brian Cashman, who has payroll flexibility because the Yankees have uh, some of the uh, highest revenue streams coming in their way, if they want to add a uh, major player, they can surely afford it. Um, but do you even want to? When you have a 13-game lead in your division, do you want to mess with the chemistry on the team or do you just want to stand pat? The Yankees almost never stand pat, so I, I would expect them to do something, but I can't tell you exactly what that something is. The Houston Astros are in the same exact boat, uh, up by nine games, even though the Mar Mariners won 14 games in a row, and they're still nine games out. Uh, that tells you where the Mariners came from and also told you how good the Astros have been, 59 and 32, 27 games over 500 at the midway point. Pretty damn good, pretty damn impressive. The Astros and the Yankees have kind of separated themselves from everybody else in the American League. Over in the NL, I'll give a little bit more credit to a couple other teams. The Dodgers have been the best team, as expected, uh, playing to a 667, 60 and 30 uh, winning record to this point with their 90 game logged. Uh, the Mets, a couple games back at 58 and 35, but the Mets have competition. The Mets have the Atlanta Braves looking over their shoulder, only two and a half games out. The Padres kind of uh, uh, came back to the pack over the last two weeks of the season and are now 10 games back of the Dodgers in the West. The Mets, are, are they good enough to hang in there? Now, there's a team. I mentioned the fact that the Yankees may be looking to do some upgrading. Why? Because they're the Yankees, not necessarily because it's necessary, but because they always do. 
the Mets do need to make a couple of moves during this uh, last couple of weeks leading up to the trade deadline. They they have a couple of issues. They have a couple of holes. And, oh, by the way, always one of the biggest determinants as to how aggressive you are uh, when you're thinking about retooling your roster is where's the competition at? The Braves are only two and a half games out, three in the loss column, but two and a half games out. And, yes, uh, the Mets, even though they had a double-digit lead at one point, are feeling the pressure from the Braves a little bit. Now, they're going to get Jacob DeGrom back, which is a major plus. If you can add a superstar arm like Jacob DeGrom and not have to give up anything to get him, that's a pretty big plus. Uh, So the Mets do have that going for them, but uh, their offense has kind of faltered a little bit here. Um, I read uh, yesterday that uh, they are looking for a big-time bat to plug in possibly into their designated hitter spot. be very interesting to see uh, the couple of weeks leading up to the trade deadline who are the most aggressive teams. I right, Jody Mackin for Bill Ryder. Hour in the books. Hour left to play. We'll start hour two talking about yesterday's Cam Smith open win with Rex Hoggard, writer and on-air contributor for the Golf Channel. He joins us here on Writer Than You. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.